What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside our guest, the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, gentlemen? Glad to be back. I know. Happy to have you back, Andrea. It's been too long since you were on Kind of Funny. It has been a hot minute. I think the last time I was on Kind of Funny proper was my We Have Cool Friends episode. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was that even pandemic or was that not pandemic? That was pandemic, that, right? That was pre-pandemic. That was Jeez. that was the week that I left. You're right. So, Jeez September Louise. 2019. Wow. Wow. I was going to guess it was Game of Thrones in review. <laughs> well, I wasn't before. on that show, though. I just submitted videos. No, you no, were no, on no. Game of Thrones. You weren't Lord on Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. I am thinking about Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, my God. What? It's the, the, the generically the same. When was Game of Thrones? No, Game of Thrones was when I was in <laughs> San Francisco still. Because I had handwritten notes. April or May. Yeah. For what year? 2019. Uh, this game year. In 18. End game year. What a year that was, you know? Yeah. What a year. What's what what's year. what's new? What's been happening, Andrew? What's good? Well, what's good? Well, you know, we're just kind of keeping the train rolling at What's Good Games. I've been streaming um, a few times a week, which has been fun. Um, mm-hmm. We, both Brittany and I, are working on some personal projects, so we put What's Good Games live on hiatus for the time being. But, you know, just trying to survive one day at a time in the pandemic, you know, playing games, doing stuff around the house like like you do. Sure, you sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah. Warzone tips you could give Nick because he's awful? Um, <laughs> some Warzone tips. Well, generally, you want to keep moving. I know sometimes you get the temptation to want to just find a room and hang out there. But if you keep moving, you Don't can do usually that, survive. This guy does. Oh, no, this guy does. Who's where? Who's where? <laughs> this guy likes to. This guy likes to do that. Yeah, no, just move strategy. it, move it. Camping's easy. All right, you know, you get in there, you get in a bathtub, and you wait. Then you let the fight come to you. That's <laughs> true. I mean, you can't. You can do that. That is a legitimate strategy, but I don't think it's very fun to watch, particularly. It's for cowards. I'm not thank you, Andrew. That's the thing. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm not out there to win. Or I'm sorry. I'm not out there to entertain. Yeah, I'm you're not, not. There to win. I'm not there to win. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not out there to entertain. If I get you a good gun. You gotta have your stream warzone strategy, and then you got to have your off-stream warzone strategy. See, my warzone strategy is the same each time. Just don't have them on the hard drive and don't play it. You know what I mean? That's that's my <laughs> yeah. strategy. You know what I'm talking about? How about that division, Andrea? I saw you back on that train with me. Oh, I'm back in hard on Hell the yeah. division. Yeah, I um was playing. I had a long session with Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me on Saturday night and a couple of the uh, members of the agents of WGG clan. Uh, we did the summit. Have you guys done the summit love yet? Love the summit. Oh, I love the summit. Yeah, so we made it to floor 31 in a single sitting. Nice. Um, it's just a slog. It it's feels, a lot of stairs. It's a lot it of is. stairs. Um, it feels a little bit like the spirit of like going zero to 50 in Horde in Gears, but... It's definitely not nearly as much strategy. At least, like in Horde, you have like a lot of strategy. In the Summit, it's just like you're just clearing rooms. Um, but I picked up so much garbage, I had to log in the next morning, and it spent three hours going through my stash and my inventory. Andrew, you know you can hire somebody to do that, like you did. <laughs> Fran will do that. <laughs> oh my Fran God, that would be Fran would. It would be his honor. It would be a whole Fran month. a week and a half, but he'll go yeah. through. Yeah, exactly. No, that would require me to give to access to my accounts, and I don't trust people. I just can't. Oh, sure, of course. That's no, we just like sure. making jokes because Fran loves that stuff. He loves, God, he loves the his me- menus. menus. He loves it, Greg. It's insane to me. It's crazy. I mean, it's easy to do in the division too, especially now with the way that they've done the optimization table with the recalibration library. Oof. 
a lot. So a lot much to dig you got to build it out. Yeah, God, I love the division. Some big ass God. words you're saying. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Andy, anytime you want to stop playing your baby <laughs> games, come play a real grown up game with us. Let us know. You know, anytime they want to add crossplay for PC, so I can actually, you know, hit headshots. I'm down. Well, wow. I mean, Why don't you just get good with controllers? I was gonna say it sucks you're not skilled like I was at you know reanimated. Andrew, and you, just know, did. I, you know, there's enough time. We talked. This isn't the games cast. This isn't the games cast. We're just admitting that you can't you can't thing, shoot you know? kit. You can't shoot, get headshots without it. I understand. It's, it's not MJ wanted to go play baseball. Don't worry about right? that. He's already don't been at the top that. of the don't hill do it. and won the sport. Go to the other top of the hill. You know. Andrew, I'm thrilled you're here today. I'm I'm thrilled you're here today because whenever you're here. You're the adult. You have to wrangle us. You know what I mean? You make sure we stay True. on task. Ryan Powala Higgins writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny and has a question we need your help with. Okay. Hi, everyone. Am I a hypocrite? Back in 2000 for Christmas, I asked my grandmother for two albums, the Marshall Mathers LP and Hooray for Boobies by the Bloodhound Gang. I was 10 years old. My eldest son is nine now and will be 10 this April. This Christmas, my wife and him, my, my wife and him, my wife and I bought him an Xbox. Since then, he has wanted to play Fortnite. I've been cautious about him playing games with a rating above his age, but looking back, which is worse? My son wanting to floss with Master Chief or myself listening to the ballad of Chasey Lane and Stan? I feel like Tim needs to kick this off. I mean, dude. Hey, first off, just like you know your kid better than anyone else does. Like I, I don't think you're being a hypocrite at all. I feel like you might have learned from your life and having your experiences, but at the same time, you turned out fine. And if you didn't turn out fine, then you know what? Keep keep going the way you're going. If you didn't turn out fine, did, your kid's it, fucked anyway. So it's over. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> got no one to look up to. You're a psychopath. Your kid's probably not going to be, uh, you know, too too straight and narrow. There has to be some level of oversight. And, like, you, again, there just needs to be communication and understanding with this kid of, like, what's good or bad for them. But I think at the end of the day, like, completely hiding them from the world is, like, that's not going to go well for anybody, especially you. If you tell a kid they can't play Fortnite, guess what that kid's going to do? It's going to play Fortnite. That's how that works. Ew. But Fortnite's so kid-friendly. Like, I don't understand why the hesitation for a 10-year-old with Fortnite, unless her son's, like, much younger than that. I don't don't know. And Um, you also got to keep in mind that he probably wants to play Fortnite because he's watching a lot of YouTubers and streamers do it. And they're racists. And... I wasn't I mean, gonna go that far. Some I was of gonna, them are. Yeah. Yes. I was gonna say, like kinda, and a lot, a lot of them are like us. They got, here, they've got potty mouths, you know, just like we sure. do when we stream. So, like, you know, what what hasn't he heard? Come on, let's be honest. Dude. Kids probably out there doing heroin every day. You know, yeah, damn. Yeah, you think he's doing I mean, heroin or he's selling it? I feel like this kid's too smart to do it. You don't, you know. You don't you don't taste what you sell or what, what is not it? Tasting the no, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the same. What Tim, what's the saying? What's the saying? Taste what you sell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't eat what you sell. Don't get high off your own supply. Own supply. That's what, what I'm think thinking. You were Thank going you. For. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was going for. But don't Here's taste what, happened, what you sell. That was on level. That was on like floor twenty. I walked into the lobby and I was like, "This is good enough. This is good enough. I'll stop writing the pain around here." Nick hasn't been on camera today either. I haven't. No, I haven't. For this, this is the problem. I feel like I'm not warmed up yet. You know, maybe. I gotta get up sure. and stretch a little bit. I'm used to now, before this podcast happens, being on camera for three hours streaming with Andy and Mike. And it usually goes pretty positively with the exception of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, gotta, you, got, you got yelled at yesterday. <laughs> Somebody got to put you in your place. I got scolded yesterday for mm-hmm. um, being too verbal, Andrea, in one of the games. I was trying to help mm-hmm. Andy out. Um, and he thankfully, the internet has the ability to clip things out. 
um, so that Andy could, instead of um, putting it my way and say, hey, Nick, here's a learning experience for you. Maybe just shut up a little bit when you're two-on-one, when Andy's trying to go up a staircase and he knows there's two people in the group. Just shut up. But instead of Andy doing that, he did it the way I probably would have done it. Just blast it on Twitter. And <laughs> yeah, Kevin, can we watch that? Can we watch that clip together? Feel super bad about myself. I think that sounds like a lovely idea, Greg. Because it, it was one of those things where this got shown today, or we talked about this during mm-hmm. uh, the stream mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the fallout from this, the fact that Nick had to get taken out of peg. And then this led to the conversation and the reminiscing of the infamous Andrea Renee Overcooked incident oh. at Kind of Funny HQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And we talked about, about how about scared that. we were, Andrea. Like, I just, I was <laughs> so was scared. scared. So scared. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know what it is about Overcooked, man, but it fucking oh. does it. It just does it. That's the only game in the last like year that broke me, and that was it's forced cooperation that is also in competition. That's what it is. Yes. All right, hold on. We got the clip pulled up here. Kevin's got to go. Hold on, hold on. There's a a little thing I had to change in here because it's stupid. I was gonna do a bunch of ad libbing anyway, so it was gonna be fine. Yeah, we're feeling, we're feeling. Yeah, I was gonna keep going until I know you're ready. What hurts most about this is how loud and on Andy's side, Snowbike Mike laughs. That's what really hurts, you know, because he's usually Switzerland. He's usually I, neutral, I, but, but he's I can not. feel the the he, Nick like, hatred coming from Snowbike Nick, Mike. Nick, like I, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but like now we're talking about it. I don't think he likes you. He makes no. fun of you a lot. <laughs> I don't think he does either. I think he's really nice to me because he fears me at this point, and then eventually when Definitely he realizes that his stature in the group is much stronger than he thinks it is, the truth will come out. You're starting to see little pegs of it here. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm kidding, of course. I love Snowbike Mike. Uh, we're ready to. No, no, we're talking about him not liking you. It's okay, cro- here we go. It's yeah, cropped yeah. to the top a bit, Kevin. It is. You don't really need to see <laughs> People it. People have seen the top of Nick's totally, head. They know what it's like. It's, it's totally it, fine. It's cropped because it. It, like, this is like my catch-all. I'm just going to play it. That's what I'm going to play it. You, oh, what? No. How did he get, get up there and help him? What? And he get up there and help him. And he get up there. Rooftop, rooftop. Right outside. He's hiding right outside the uh, thing. All right, his boy's dropping in. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. No, he's right behind you, Andy. Uh, oh, I can see you, Nick. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Now, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I gave him the call. Get out of there. And Andy said, no, I can it's take two guys video. on. I can take two guys on with a fucking silent shotgun. And I'm not saying that I expected more from you on this, but. I make the point getting, of the video where Nick goes, Andy, up. I was telling you not to go up there. Yeah, the video goes longer, doesn't it? <laughs> the video goes longer because I show that Sorry, two steps away that. from the fucking exit. Nick is go. Nick goes. Oh, he's dropping. His friend's dropping on you. Like Andy, it was not. Andy, I, I really feel like if, <laughs> if, if you listened, if you listened to him and just stopped when he said, you probably would have survived. Yeah, play it back. Let's see. Let's it's let's true. watch it in its entirety. And the sad thing is, we could never play Warzone changed. again now right, because let's, let's, we can ban from the sport. It's not like we had eight more matches after that. That was super fun. Look at Mike. Look at Mike's face. Look at Mike's face. He loves it. Andy's just embarrassed because that guy took his gun away from him and beat him over the head with it. I got beat down. I got beat down. Shut the fuck up. You know what? I'm dead silent the rest of the game. Good luck in the goose. Good luck in the goose. Good luck in the goose. You know it's hard enough to hear shit in this game. I'm trying to tell you don't come out the door because it's two on one. How did get up there and help him? What? And he get up there and help him. There is rooftop, rooftop. Right outside. He's hiding. We're just playing. We don't need to. Boys jumping in. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. No, he's right behind you, Andy. I'm trying to tell you don't come out the door because it's two on one. 
and you're like, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna no, hand this man can, my no, shotgun. You don't have to keep watching. Fucking head with a butt. <laughs> I'm already up there, and you're like, oh, he's fresh up his. Alright, boys, dropping in. Get out of there. Get out of there. Do you see that? I mean, do you see that call out from me? He had a split second. That's all you need in Warzone. Yeah, a split second. You're the guy yelling for five minutes for help, and then the guy shows up. And you're like, it's on fire. Is this is this where Warzone. I need to remind guys that you can mute individual users in Discord? So uh, if you don't want to hear Nick, you just you know <laughs> that little user volume, slide it all the way to the left. Boom, problem a solved. Andrew, no, we we're well aware because um, when we've been trying to get wins in the past, I you know I'm not. I'm, Kevin, this isn't a, you know, I'm not trying to uh -oh. shit on you right here. Man, area grievances happening right here. I'm not here. trying to shit on you here. No, we've talked about it on the shows before where like yeah. I'll lower Kevin's volume very, very, very low because he's trying to, he's talking to He's trying to talk to chat. Yeah. But also there's five people left and I'm trying to fucking hear everything and I really, really want to get this win. And, you know, and Kevin's talking to Ignacio Rojas about how Inca Cola is the best cola in the fucking world. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just, Kevin, shut the fuck up. I got to hold on. I, I like, Andy, I, I don't want to be mean about it, but I want to get the dub, you know? Andy, I get the dub. I'm What's drinking up, Inca Cola right now. Yeah, how no is lie. it, Doc? Oh my God, so good. Oh good for the throat? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot stronger. A lot stronger. All this uh, stronger. animal blood. Good. What? My takeaway from this is that. I just got to get better at doing call outs if I'm going to call out or yes. just let Snowbike sure. Mike do his job. So to be to act positively, Andy, I mean, obviously we're playing it off the camera, but you're 100% right. I should have just let you focus on that. But I was trying to get the words out that there was a guy hiding right behind that AC unit that was about sure, to pop yeah. up. And then as the guy, as he was doing that, his boy literally dropped in and I was like, oh, this is just an untenable situation for me. If I were coming up the stairs, I would want Snowbike Mike to scream at me. Nick, you do not have the talent level to take on two guys, even though one of them doesn't have a gun. The intention was there. That's fine, Nick. We're As if that We're would stop you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nick I would look at the and camera and be is, like, I got this and jump out yes, there. The thing exactly. is, it's Rebirth also. That was the thing, too. Is like, it's not like it's a normal Warzone game. It's, re it's, it's respawn. It's, yeah, it's just, just respawn. It was not worth it. I should have just let Andy do what he's going to do, get a kill. Hey, man, but this I is did, why you I, get out there. This is, this is practice for the big game. You know what I mean? I did tell Mike I want more shit talking. You know, I like it. Which way? Both ways. I, I, I like when Nick ribs me for dying in gotcha. some spots. There's been times where, like, he's dead, and then I get shot. He's like, oh, Andy, did you fucking, were you even aiming at that guy? <laughs> like, it's that <laughs> shit that I think is entertaining for the fans. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> it's super fun. We have fun. It, I kind of funny, but I think that uh, uh, to answer Ryan's question before we move on, am I a hypocrite? Everybody danced around it. Yes, you're a huge fucking hypocrite. All right? Yeah. Let the kid play Fortnite. What are you talking about? I remember Ballad of Chasey Lane. I remember Stan. Yeah. You're being a hypocrite. And the problem is, of course, you're a parent. So you want to protect this kid. You want to keep him away from people like Greg Miller and the Grabbler. Too bad. They're out there. And you need to start toughening this kid up and exposing them to them. Am I right, Tim? No. <laughs> I just <didn't> know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you're right that. in the sense that, like, <laughs> let your kid play Fortnite because it's a game that has extensive parental controls where you can keep your kid safe in that game. Obviously, always be a vigilant parent and what your kid is consuming. But you're kind of a hypocrite in the sense that, you wanted to consume explicit media as a kid, and now you're not allowing your kid, and now you've just essentially turned into your parents. And are you okay with that? And that's when the kid starts pulling away from you. They start rebelling. You don't yeah. want that. Look at Nick. That's, that's not what you want. Actually, the bigger sin is that you're, he wants to play Fortnite, not Warzone. It's sad. Yeah, it's real sad. Wait, uh, a lot of people call why, Fortnite the gateway drug. That's why Wolf said just don't understand. You know? They really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin? Just a question there. Uh, now, you said sure. uh, look at uh, Nick. Do you really want that? But, like... Is is hmm. Nick the parent 
Is Nick the rebelled child? What, he's what the rebelled kid. He's I the one, he's the one that rebelled. Lou and Elena tried to stop him from his mm-hmm. dream of being a shadow boxer slash marching band slash uh, kickboxer. Let me tell you this. In growing up, between me and Matt, I was definitely not the problem child. I was not the one getting yeah. the ninety percent of the attention. We've all worked and met with my brother before. Y'all know that growing up, he was he took 90% of Lana Scarpino's attention away. I can do whatever. I could have been killing people. My parents wouldn't have given a shit. They didn't care. Nick's the I one didn't. that ends that up being the manager right. at a hot topic, just enabling all these kids to rebel against their parents, which I appreciate. Someone has to do it. So, like selling in the spiked wallet with the chain, you know, like mm-hmm. the, cha- the, the chain that you would clip onto your loop, belt loop. God, those if are you so swing it real cool. hard, it could be a weapon. And they're like, Man, cool. this guy's nothing cool. He nothing gets cool it. than having the like, I'll never forget, you know, when I first like kind of joined my first band and the, the older dudes in the band, they had the they had the thing that I still use to this day of, you know, like the, the mountain Caribbean, climber clip. Yeah that you put on your and i was like wow that's such a cool thing go ahead greg miller from kind of funny uh thank you very much mr cortez when you say the older guys in the band what 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 how old are you ballpark how old are they so me and my friend uh me and my friend javi are the same age we are both freshmen in high school gotcha and no sophomores in high school and the older guys are seniors in high school okay okay yeah it well because it was his older brother it was his older brother and his older Mm. brother's friend you know so like we're like we're the the young cool kids, young kids in the group. Did you have a good vibe with these? This wasn't Ambelina, right? This is no, no, no. This is the first band I ever joined. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, was say, awesome. you guys can't come out and like hit a fucking banger like the Ambelina soundtrack that was. You, I mean, you gotta build up. To I mean, that. I, similar to how you and Nick are building up a rapport in Warzone. Greg, I had to move on, you know, because the point, you know, the, the thing was, I got a little too big for my britches. I was like, you know what? I want to be writing songs, and I don't feel like I have the freedom to be, to be writing songs. I want to be in on a lot more of the writing process sure. i have all these like riffs Thoughts. written out i have all these like songs and chord progressions and choruses and and i i didn't were they feel not like open to that did allowed. they not know did they not want to collaborate they didn't want the young the fresh blood because senior year your goose is cooked you know what i mean you're either going to the you're going to the military or college. You got I mean you got to like start and bring up the next generation here. That's, that's how Menudo that's, works. That's, that's those how are your two options. Work. It's Great. the 1970s. High school, the military or college. <laughs> the 1960s. These kids getting a crew cut or <laughs> Yeah, but they were always the cool guys because they knew how to skateboard and they like they always did everything cool. The guy in the band Rigo, we are like there was urban myths about him because like oh, he, apparently he beat Contra in one in one go. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was always like he could he could just pick up a skateboard like oh I haven't like touched a skateboard in like six years. Kickflip, bam! It's like God, wow. he was the coolest wow. dude. Yeah. Nicky, you have something to add to this? Yeah, I'm not so much an ad, Greg, but I have something to add to my list of things you shouldn't do above thirty, and I feel like the chain to the wallet is probably one of those. How do we feel about that? I would agree with that. I can concur with that. How do you feel about uh, this? Is the other thing I, I think I've got the two that are on the list above thirty. There's, there's three, oh, three. But the third there's one really three. didn't make it. We don't care. About there's the three. So these are the other three, Andrea, that we need yay or nay on. Above thirty, you can't skateboard anymore. Nay, you can skateboard above thirty. Look at Tony Hawk; he's still skateboarding. Okay, but if you're not Tony Hawk, just barely. Nick says he's no, barely he's doing seven twenties. He's barely doing seven twenties anymore. Thank right, you, Tim. Thank you. I listen sometimes. <laughs> I, I am more impressed with you than I've ever been, Andrew. I talked to Nick last week about Tony Hawk struggling to do a 720 and nick somehow remembered that that's that wild. is nick can never on, remember a guys. thing in this podcast we're in he remembered <laughs> wow guys, this is insane. guys why did he remember it because tony hawk like embarrassed him one time and now he's his <laughs> fucking okay. enemy he's no, on no, the list. No, no, no. yeah no 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 tony hawk did not embarrass me you're right i embarrassed myself right. in front of tony hawk that's a big difference <laughs> 
Okay. So for to, for Tony Hawk to embarrass me, that would mean that Tony Hawk would have had to take an interest in what was happening for that 15 minutes we were on the E3 stage. He did not. He was engaged with Tim for the 10 minutes or 15 minutes that Tim had questions. And then when I was interjecting, he was somewhere else, man. He was God. in a happy place. I love okay, how this so, podcast is just talk to our guest about the things that we've talked about. <laughs> hey, we want Andrea's opinion. All right, it. we'll get to Andrea's it. stuff in a second. The other it's one fine. you can't do oh, over thirty, Andrea's. We're a backward baseball cat. <laughs> we'll tough, see. She's conflicted that's a on tough this one. one. I yeah. am conflicted. I think my gut reaction is is yay. I agree with that, but at the same time, it's like whatever. If people want to wear hats the way they want to wear hats, let them wear hats. You know what I mean? Well, sure, no, no, you're allowed I mean, to live your life. You can go live your life, but this is just just saying you look dumb that way. You're raking I mean, leaves. Yeah. Maybe you got a backwards hat. You know, it's sweaty. Maybe you got it's like a, you put the paper top between anything. you and the hat. Or you know, you're you're an adult. Use the hat for its intended purpose to keep Nick, the sun out of your eyes. Nick, it's holding. I mean, that is what its purpose is. No, yeah. but it's holding your hair back if you have long hair. Andrew, you must know about this. Come on. <laughs> This I literally first never wear hats backwards ever. What about well, hats without? Brains? You would look cool though. See, yeah. here's the thing. I think that there is a difference between Andrea, men and women hat. with hats. Hat. Let's see. Oh, you know, I just happen to have a What's Good Games hat. Oh, right cool. where can I get that if I wanted that? Uh, you can't. It was a limited edition. Okay, well, <laughs> it's okay. We don't sell this hat anymore either. Apparently, uh, we do so, have okay. a different What's Good Games hat in What'sGoodGames.com/store. Uh, that has our same logo, but the purple brim was a special edition that we sold our first year, which um, we had to custom make. So, and they're very That's expensive cool. unless you're buying like a thousand of them, and then you have to buy a thousand of them <laughs> and then resell right. them. So we did a small batch. We know but anyway, right, so g- give it to us so, both ways. Give me normal. Give me normal okay, first. Bill so this forward. is. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, we're gonna mess up your hair too. Sorry. Yeah. yeah let, let me yeah, just put open. It, put it, yeah. There there you go. Go. Let me. Your hair looks fantastic right now, so let's not mess yeah. up. Okay. So, so yeah, that's great. Andrea that is ready amazing. for anything here. Right. It lo- uh, honestly, Andrea, you, not getting in her eyes. The vibe I'm getting, you are undercover in Marvel. You are yeah, for sure. Shield for right sure. That's not what I'm getting. What I'm She's getting is giving me owner's box NFL game. Right, Ooh, the camera yes. pans like up it. and she's there with a cocktail. Drake's back there doing whatever he's doing back there, and she's just like, yeah. just. No, my I'm team's like, not go Vikings, in. let's do we're gonna this. Make some, yeah. We're going to make some changes next next year. Nick's make some yeah. changes. Yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins is yeah. not the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I blanked for one he's, second. He's I not. thought Nick meant Drake. <laughs> like the singer. No. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. You mean Drake oh, from wow. State Farm? I mean, I'll take it. You know what? I was very much Drake. The singer was behind Me her too. doing whatever he does. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think we know what like, Drake does, Nick. But okay. I've never called John Drake Drake. It's always John Drake. Yeah. He has that name, you know, and you need the first and last. Yeah. But. To me, Nick was just like, what's the celebrity in my head right now? Drake. He's behind him doing like doing yeah. celebrity things. I, it's very telling to me that I put John Drake above Drake, apparently, <laughs> in my brain. I you mean, can let him know you, I said as that. As you should. So this Absolutely. is the backwards. The backwards hat. You know, I'm feeling it. It's cool. I'm feeling yeah, it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. But right, I'm take it off 30, the list. So do Great, I look stupid? No, you well, look cool. Maybe, maybe it, also, the, your maybe, hair is out of your face. Awesome. Maybe it's also, <laughs> it, this could all come down to Nick projecting his own image of what he thinks he can't do, where he can't of wear course. a bit. Uh, you know, okay. Greg, of course this is. Any criticism <laughs> I have of people over 30 are things that I don't feel confident in doing. Well, myself. here's the final <laughs> one, Andrea. I don't think okay. he's ever reached for this, but the final one is that you can't DJ above 30. Oh, disagree. Nay. You can absolutely DJ above 30. Now, Nick, can Nick, you were, start was DJing that one of your dreams? after Nick, 30? Did, did you want to be a DJ and then you, you so crossed Andrea, that line? So, Andrea, let me you ask you this question. Your friend who's 34 <laughs> comes to you and says, hey, I need you to come to this club right now. And you go, Why? And they go, because I, I'm dropping my first ever DJ set. Do you think I'm super excited for my friend? Or do you think, 
too late. How many times am I going to have to do this before they give it See, up? See, unlike you, hobby? Nick, I like going places to support my friends. So mm -hmm. I would be happy Good to point. go to the club. Mm -hmm. And I it's have I guess a long love with mm -hmm. electronic music. Back in my day, we called it house music. Um, and now it's called EDM now. But I mean, I love electronica. So I would be there. I would be there for sure. Okay. And then you so get I don't their, mean to like burst your bubble out, and be wanting me iPod. to be a bad person. <laughs> they take out their you, get there, you get there, they take out their iPod, but it's like an iPod from like 2003 because that's what's cool. It's and they're like, ones. yeah, here's how it's going to go. And they hit play and they're just like, around the world, around the yeah. world. I mean, you picked a goodie. You picked a good one. I'm, I'm kind of selling myself on this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking... Let's do Molly. Babe, do we got that iPod stuff? Molly. There would be no great story in the world if it just like COVID ends and three weeks into it, uh, Nick's just like, hey, can you come to my first DJ set? <laughs> <laughs> this one goes out to Andrea Renee, who gave me the, the courage to believe in myself. Hey, DJ world, 720, so. doing what Tony Hawk can't. I love it. Oh, man. No, you know how stupid I am. It would be DJ 730, just to, just to have it one up on Tony Hawk. Like yeah, a little Jesus bit farther than the 720. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andy says. Greg, I, I was running a little bit late today, and I apologize to all of the crew. I apologize You're to the audience. Literally running too. Um, yeah, I, I actually ran back from the store, and as I was running, I was just thinking, God, I'm so much faster than Greg. Like, is it like? It's not possible. I could feel the speed. It's not possible. As my legs were moving down this concrete, uh, you know, sidewalk, just you know blazing, what? blazing down the I'm, street. Go ahead. I'm you, tired of this argument. I want to put money on this. I would bet money that Andy is faster than Greg. Ten dollars right now. On you should table. put three hundred. Fine. Yeah, but Greg. Why are you bet with my money, bro? Well, <laughs> That's I mean, out of my comfort just level. Just because Greg has longer legs doesn't necessarily make him faster. Because I was very fast and I'm short. But we're quick, we're quick, Andrea. Yeah, short people. We're out the gate fast. fast, you know. Yeah, but I'm like an tallies. ostrich versus like you know fuck he's you a jaguar. Tallies. You know what I mean? Like in mm -hmm. the long run, he'd catch up to me. But then out of that gate, that stride I got in America, well, okay. don't don't even say. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting <laughs> idea. You guys could make this happen. How, how, we, how much of a distance to, are we talking about? Like that's the thing. We 50, need to put long yard in a walk. Hundred yard dash. One block. mile. It needs to be a mile. Uh, that's no, a race. Not that's, mile. No, we're talking that's about sprints sprint. here. We're talking about sprints. Don't do one mile. Look, I hate it when he makes a point and he thinks he's fucking nailed it. He drinks his little Lacroix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just nailed you. Look at him again. I'm fucking on his side now. He's building something, guys. He's building something. Because none of you could beat Cool Greg. That's that's what the challenge is. That's not the argument. Oh, is he like a secret fast person? He's oh, extremely cool fast. fastest person yeah, to get his household. So Cops have only caught him by once. Far. So now, now we have this Peloton, and, and now Cool Greg's been running it every day. But his goal, unlike mine, mine's get somewhat healthier. Do something. Cool Greg's is be the fucking fastest man in the goddamn God world. Him. He got his mile down to 630 right Jeez, now. That's great. That's yeah. great. So it's called Tread. Peloton it's Tread, and then there's the bike. They have both. Yeah. Are you still Wait, working on? Are you still using that thing, Tim? Were you not Every on this day? podcast where we talked nice, about the treadmill? I just thought it was the bike. I don't know why. I just always thought it was the bike. Well, the bike no, is more tread. popular. The treadmill was not. It was like on like back order for a really long time, um, mm. so you couldn't really get the treadmill. But you can use the Peloton app if you have the bike to use their program on any treadmill, which is kind of nice. This is what we do. Sick. That's an insanely fast mile. Like mm -hmm. that is ridiculous. That's nearly sprinting the whole way it well, is. I, mean, a six, it is. A, I mean a six minute mile is pretty standard for anybody who does any kind of athletic running yeah if you're athletic yeah. I, I wouldn't call six like i haven't left this desk in four days because <laughs> so we we got hunter pence's mile time which what was it kev 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Probably I think seconds. you said five minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah that's see? insane. Yeah. But Hunter's also like, like, what do you mean? Standard like, that, that, yeah, standard. that's not, see? That's like, that's where a minute difference is so big at that point. You're talking about like, what, well, yeah. okay, so, but the difference is also like is over what What distance? I would expect from a professional athlete, right? Like six minutes, 30 seconds is a fast mile, right? But like, like I said, like the benchmark is like a six minute mile is like a standard fast mile. For running. See, for I just me, didn't expect that from to... Cool Greg. I, I didn't expect that from Cool Greg. Like, I, when I was going to, when I was running on the treadmill and going to the gym often right before quarantine hit around November, December, my fastest mile, I got it down to like 8, 8.30, something like that. Like, it was, and I was going. I was fucking hauling. And I just don't have the endurance for it. You know, I, my, my asthma, and it's also winter. Go ahead, uh, Nick. There's a lot of excuses there that we'll unpack in a second, Andy. Um, but I also want to – I think the big question for me is how many miles do I have to run? If it's just the mile, just I might what? be able to get that down to like maybe around eight or seven. But if I have to do like like an actual workout, which would be three to five miles roughly, if you're like actually trying to do an hour of cardio, then there's no – I mean I'm, um, I'm putting up 11, 12-minute miles. I'm walking some of it. Some of it I'm, yeah, I'm just doing a thing where you, versus, you don't even put your feet you know, on it. You just kind of put your feet on the side thing and let it go a little bit for a hot second. You know, What I've noticed a lot is like what you know, Andy calls running, I call walking. Which is like one of those reasons I can beat him. Yeah, Andy, you had a question though? You're like one of those trees in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. No, I was just going to mention that, you know, first off, a mile isn't entertaining enough to watch. That's too long to sit around. It's we, we ha- apparently, according to Andrew, that's six minutes. I mean, right, yeah, but-, but, but like, all right, Andy, Greg, go! Yeah, and a 50-yard dash. For, that's no the way. standard. No. Did, yeah, did you nobody you, in this group you, run track and field in high school? No, no, no. I watched the I was killing man. We got to the 40 yard really dash. Tim was really good. But were you like 12 feet taller than everybody else in your school? Still destroyed him. Fair is fair. <laughs> True. Are I mean, you 12 feet taller than grade, Andy? So. <laughs> you know what? We're not bringing that into the argument right now. Here's what I'll say. Here's my counter argument to Tim. Is that Tim, mm-hmm. if we make the distance very short, they will put their all into it. And that's when people start getting hurt, and it's hilarious. If you remember correctly, the last time two of our friends decided to go up against each other, it had mm-hmm. dire consequences. And it's one of the funniest things we've ever filmed. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I don't, I don't wish either of them to roll an ankle and or have their shoe fall off and or have their shoe rip apart, <laughs> Blow I think apart. Happen. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's good content. Look, if I have my athletic Nike cross trainer shoes on, not my like again. I destroyed Greg. I destroyed Greg in that race when we raced, and I was wearing. It was in England. I was wearing like my Nike fucking like just casual shoes and skinny jeans. If I'm wearing like basketball shorts and my Nike cross trainers, I'll beat you by even more. It'll be more is, embarrassing for you. But the thing is, in in England, they don't have the same mixture of asphalt that we have in the states. Thank you. And that's what Greg's shoes weren't prepared for that because he bought them in the states. Do you see what I'm saying? They wow. Run really, that's the excuse you're going with. <laughs> it's true. It's a different. It, Tim, it's it, the cement, different level of polish they put uh-huh. on. Got it. So Greg probably couldn't get you know this extra stride. He couldn't get the mm, the, the friction gotcha. that he needed to really get going. I also, remember that. like Bruce Green. He got involved in whatever. There were a bunch of people. We ran across different autograph lines and stuff. It was on the spur of the moment. Like it just wasn't what we had been re- prepping for. I really you know what I mean? Answer to this yeah, so you you got to get the starting blocks, right? Like where you can yeah. prep on the ground yeah. with your yeah. feet Andrew in the position, knows, get like a pop gun so someone can give the countdown. Yep. It still just sounds in... like a lot of excuses come from Greg. I mean, you're Greg. the one who just talked about having uh, a winter. or have a, yeah, asthma in the winter. You know what I mean? 
Well, so that, don't I mean, get, I'm talking about my mile. Message. I'm talking about long distance mile. Like that's sure. hard for me to do. But if we were doing a 40 yard dash, how far was the CVS you ran back from? Because you were really, really winded when you got here. Three feet. I've been in his neighborhood. Uh, about Thanks. 40 yard dashes away. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> Nick? <laughs> now, okay, just brainstorming here. I love the foot race idea. Having said hold on that, too, though, and I have an eyewitness UK account. Mark Freeman says also Greg was really drunk, so I do uh -huh. think that should be on uh -huh. the record as well. Thank you, Mark. Now again, my my counter question race. to you is when is Greg not drunk? Second question. Yeah. Uh, what if we instead of did a foot race, we do the race from Revenge of the Nerds, where we have to do the little mini trikes and you have to slam sure. a beer every time you're you around the corner? Yeah, I would love How that. does that sound to you guys? I mean, do you not think that Greg's not going to be drunk for like for the next one as well? And driving while drunk, that's just a bad mixture of a lot of stuff. I don't think Andrew. I'm going to run there to be limber when I no, run against don't you. Don't do that. Greg used to jog a lot. I just want you to know, Andy, you're getting yourself into a competition here because he'll train. Yeah, there's. There's a strong three weeks where I jogged a lot. You're right. Yeah, and I do think he, he, that 2014 <laughs> jogging is really going to come to benefit me. It's in weird race. that in those three weeks, you bought 17 pairs of leggings to jog. It's so <laughs> no, no. strange that those you did I bought that. all actually way later when I was married. Thanks for keeping up with my life because Jen started dragging me to the gym. And then I'm sitting there trying to do sit ups or whatever. And my giant Mizzou shorts are falling down. Mm -hmm. I'm showing everybody, you know, the Timmy and Tommy down there. I don't need <laughs> to be They don't need to be out there swinging in the breeze. You know what I mean? I hang oh brain, I do it on purpose. What's oh. up, everybody? This is the Kind of Funny Podcast. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each coming to bullshit with each other about what it is they want to bullshit about. If you like that, you can head to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get every episode of the show ad-free. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do, and oh, so much more. Of course, we couldn't do it without you, but if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can get every episode, youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services twice a week around the globe. I got there in the end for you, Andy. Sorry. Uh, you. Housekeeping for you. It's worth pointing out that this week is FCF week. That's right. Fan control football is finally here. The kind of funny wild aces square off against the Glacier Boys. Uh, Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can watch along with us on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Remember, go register at fcf.io or get the FCF app. Join the wild aces team and you will call the plays. We will all vote on the plays. Whatever plays get win out, they are the ones that get called on the field. Uh, for now, thank you to our Patreon producers, Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Recap. Podcast Food City, you know, Food Food Kid F A A T City. City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joy Joseph O. Youssef, Aaron, not Aaron, Willie D. Billums, Alexander Knoxel, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, Danny Rodriguez, Javi Rodriguez, King Vin, Tyler Wodan, uh, Corey Walderstead, uh, Devin Holbrook, James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, Greg with two G's in the back and two G's in the front, the nanobiologist, DJ Kento, who was very offended when we reignited the argument that if you're over 30, you can't DJ, Nick, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Some eggs have to be broken <laughs> if you want to make an omelet. You want to make an omelet. Ricky L. Wenger, uh, Caesar Palafox, uh, Devin Carter, Steve Powers, Mark Freeman, Andrew C., Pizza Burgers, Ryan Trimble, Kieran O'Donnell, and Pizza Keith Burgers. A. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I love username, username so much. Like, I love so it'll, Pizza they'll Burgers. never not be funny. Like, it, it's like it's been how long since AOL keywords have been a thing, and yet somehow. These damn usernames. There's still some out there that get me. Every and day. it's not even you necessarily usernames, Tim. Because Pizza Burgers is his given name. Yeah, but for the oh, final right. for the final for twenty the minutes, Pizza Burgers. For the final twenty minutes of today's stream, Greg and Snowbike Mike read names of people that donated 
to this uh, charity that Jim Lee wanted uh, to donate to for this thing that they're doing with that. They, they Greg did an or, live oration. It was a nice big event. Very, very, very adorable. Big, and big. then Greg and Mike read names for 20 minutes that weren't usernames, just names. And were wheeze laughing as if they had been fucking smoking weed for the last <laughs> hour. Like these guys were <laughs> laughing at just regular names. And it was some of the most entertaining content we've ever put out. God, this the bar is so low, so impossibly <laughs> low. Yeah. Hey, man, I we mean, came I wasn't going to say it. But... <laughs> <laughs> it all went downhill, Andrew. <laughs> Fine, then. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies and Keeps. And while I'm at it, let me tell you about those sponsors. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. Let's talk about love again. Yes, we are doing it. If there's one thing that got us through the past year, other than that video of Dogface vibing to Fleetwood Mac, it is love. And that means getting extra cheesy for Valentine's Day is okay. We'll allow it. Despite everything, we found new ways to match our daily lives together with the ones we love most. That's why MeUndies released their Valentine's Day collection in undies, loungewear, and more. So you and your Valentine can match through it all. Show that special someone you care and say those three magic words everyone wants to hear match my undies uh and if you're single no problem show yourself some love in something that makes you feel amazing because you deserve that greg why are you laughing you might say well this is our second attempt at this ad and i flubbed up the first time and it's just me and kevin are uh, slap happy and the reason <laughs> i can do that is because me undies has been supporting us forever i, I honestly yeah I, I think years and years and years at this point to the point that we all honestly legitimately love me undies they're the only underwear i wear you know tim wears not only their underwear their lounge pants and their shirts he probably has something else that i'm forgetting about uh me undies is fantastic and so i feel fine laughing in this ad because they've been great sponsors forever and you should know that by now that you should go get these underwear because they're fantastic and they're great me undies are made with sustainable breathable softer than fabric uh softer than the soft fabric uh and if they're from xs to 4xl there's a me undies membership that gives you and your boo a new pair of undies or socks every month members get discounted pricing on everything me undies makes as well as early access to their major premium launches. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Uh, to get 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. That was a treat for you people watching the video. Uh, if you're an audio listener, what is he talking about? You don't need to know. Don't worry about it. Uh, up next in the sponsorship uh, world is Keeps. Uh, two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern bar male pattern baldness. Uh, there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers them both. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. It's convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't need to leave your home. It has low-cost treatments that start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. You get discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. Of course, you know Nick and Andy had thinning hair. They reached out for help. Uh, you shouldn't be ashamed of this right that's what i think uh keeps is so powerful about and any sponsor like this is that hey uh, you can you know understand this you don't have to be embarrassed by it and you can go get help 
If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash morning. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash morning to get your first month for free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash morning. All right, Andrea, you think you're so special and awesome because you are. Mad Exposure, a.k.a. Madeline, writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and says, Firstly, Andrea, miss you on Kind of Funny content. My question is, what has been the most surprising thing in creating What's Good Games? Also, what do you think you would do differently in your career if you were just joining the industry this year? Those are two really big questions. <laughs> we got a really big show. Oh, man. This is going to be a five-hour interview. What was the most surprising thing about creating What's Good Games? Was that the question, the first yep. one? Um, I think one of the most surprising things for me was just how big our community got as fast as it did because I was convinced that it was going to grow really slowly having been part of brand launches. It goes like one of two ways. Either it's like explosive overnight or it is a slow burn. Um, and there's really kind of not an in-between. And we were kind <laughs> of an in-between, which was a weird place for me to be in, having worked on a lot of different brands. But it was a really rewarding thing as well, like getting so much community support out the gate. But having to maintain that community long-term was a lot more work than I think I was prepared for. And that's why Brittany has been so amazing. Brittany Brombacher, my partner in crime, who runs kind of day-to-day -day operations with me. She really um, does a lot of the heavy lifting in our community department, but that was certainly a surprising thing for me. And the other question, what would I do differently in my career if I could go back? If you could um, join today. No, I think they said if you could join today. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, so like, yeah. What, if what I was do you like think starting was... today? Right, yeah, yeah. Keep no, ro right, no rock Ryan band show. No rock band show. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God, that was such a good show, though. I know. I, know. <laughs> um, I would start my own channel sooner. Um, mm, I mm. still like am on the fence about, you know, being a solo content creator, even being part of a, a group can be just as much work, if not more sometimes. But what I would have done differently if I was starting out today is take advantage of all of the opportunities. Because when I started, there was no YouTube, there was no TikTok, there wasn't digital video that was affordable. I couldn't stream from my home computer because I couldn't afford a PC back then. But I mean, like, there's so many affordable options for content creators for you to just start making content today, sure. whether you're doing video or you're writing blogs, or you're doing photography on Instagram, whatever your thing is, like, it's, a, it's approachable and accessible. And all you have to do is, is just decide to do it. Do you, do you ever daydream about it? Do you wish you were starting now versus then? Or you know what I mean? Or like where you, I know it's so hard because obviously you're so established. You have what's good. I mean, everything's going so well. Like it isn't like, you know, like, oh, I would have missed my shot or kind of some kind of thing. But like, you know, even for your, the YouTube channel, I always think about when I started and how happy I am for where I am of like, why didn't I do YouTube videos? Why? You know, I was there when YouTube was happening. I had a popular video of the PlayStation 3, the first one ever in Columbia, Missouri, leaving Walmart. Like, why didn't that dawn Franco, on me? Greg. I know. No, I, honestly, that's what I always Better. think about it. when when we started going to VidCon and it was that thing where I, I had it wrapped in my head that we were so late to the game on YouTube. It took me a long time to unpack that I wasn't. I was just or I was there as IGN, not as Greg Miller. And that's what I'd always been hung up on. of like, oh, man, I could have been that. But I was in a weird way. Yeah. Different challenges. Um, I don't know if I would want to start now on one hand, knowing that the 
competition is incredibly mm. fierce. Mm. Like discoverability for creators is so much more difficult now because there's just so many more people creating content in the space than when I got started. But on the other hand, it's much more friendly for women in the space, particularly in video games, not just digital media at large, than it was when I got started. So there's far more opportunities for people of all genders now than there was when I got started. So, I mean, cha both challenges in different regards. So I, I don't know, I think starting now, you have an um, easier time in the sense that the only thing really prohibiting you from making content is your own willpower. Um, because we see people who stream at night, like Data Dave, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his show. He's a professor, he streams on Twitch. He's like a full-time teacher who streams on Twitch every night. Um, and so he's got like a full day job and then streams because he just loves doing it. You know, and that's possible today. And that wasn't possible when I got started. And it's just really all about like how much do you want it versus like the gates that were very firmly in place. Like, you know, how do you get started at a broadcast network? You know, like what's the path to getting a job at like Entertainment Tonight or E, you know, E Entertainment, Access Hollywood? Because that's what I was facing when I first got started in LA, like back in 2006 when I moved here was like, okay, so I have to get an agent, but I don't have a reel. So how do I get a reel? Well, no one will hire me because I don't have any experience. <laughs> so how do I get experience? And it's like, now you can just make your own shit. And sure. then you can show them like, look at, this is my channel. This is what I did on my own. And you, I couldn't do that back then. So yeah. I don't know, yeah, maybe I, now, maybe now would shit. be the better time to start. <laughs> yeah. It's tough though, because you make your own shit and then all of a sudden, then you have that, if you're really good at it and you're lucky. You have that moment where you go, maybe I can just work for myself forever. I don't need to necessarily worry about gatekeepers at a place like IGN and stuff like that, which is yeah. Cool. Uh, that's it's so true with the discoverability because there are so many incredible people on YouTube or Twitch doing super unique shit that just doesn't get seen because the algorithm just didn't pick it up that day, and and sure. it's it just it just feels like the lottery at some point. Um, and you hope that they get found and you try to share their work. Um, I had put out a, a thread a while back um, that was directed at everybody, but I, I directed it towards POC creators, right? Um, and I, I wanted to put out a thread of like, hey, if you are the funny person in your group, learn how to edit. And, and I, I, I put out like this fourth sort of tweet thread, and I loved one of the replies because it was like, Andy, thank you so much for this. This is a million times better than learn to code, like what people tell, uh, you know, people working in fast food that maybe are working minimum wage. And it's like, well, learn to code. And they just make it like seem so fucking easy, right? And I think there's so many people that want to get into the industry that have the talent for it. Or maybe you're just the funny person in your group where all of your, you're always making your friends laugh. You're the one who's always the, the one the, that's always cracking everybody up. Like use that humor, figure out a way to channel that into something. And editing is such an easy way to funnel that in. And in that thread, I had a bunch of people replying with a bunch of free softwares you can use. If you can't afford Adobe, here's all these alternatives you can use. If you're an artist, here's all mm -hmm. these cheaper free alternatives you can use uh, just to kind of make it easier uh, for people out there. Go ahead, Nick. What if you oh. are the funny person in your group and already know how to edit? You get you get hired at Kind of Funny. You're, you're working for Kind of Funny. 
Boom. It's that simple. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you, Andy. And that's that's the, that's the thing that's cool right, about now, right? It is that double-edged sword where there's so much more competition now, but there's also so many more opportunities to be a huge fan of someone. And I honestly think that's all, that's one of the things that I saw myself lacking when I was coming up was that the people I was fans of, I was like, there's just no way I'm ever going to be able to work for them. I don't have uh, like what it takes to to network my way over like working for like Kevin Smith, right? But now there's so many groups out there that are doing cool stuff that I, I would say the key for a lot of, for at least for myself, if I could go back and tell myself something, is like, dude, just experience as much as you possibly can of content creators out there, people who are making stuff that's cool. Figure out the thing you really can't live without, the thing you're like super passionate about, and then go try to work for that person or emulate what they're doing or help contribute to what they're doing to a degree because there's so, that line between creator and person who's consuming that is so nebulous now that people can cross over and you can actually be a benefit and help help that person to create stuff and cool. if it's like super good they the eyes will see it people will see that shit i mean that's that's why i got my fucking face kind of through kind of funny that's how people Entirely. started to know who i was because i saw people making stuff for rooster teeth and wasn't super ingrained in the rooster teeth community but i was with kind of funny and saw all these like you know, artworks that Bernie and Gus were retweeting at the time. And I was like, I don't really see that a whole lot in the kind of funny community. Let me start to do that. And uh, I'm not going to say I wasn't the only one. I know that other people were doing the same thing, but I knew that it was a but way we to know kind all of... their names. Like that yeah, is exactly, the, the key exactly. difference. When I first saw you at RTX, it was like, oh shit, it's Andy Cortez. It's Maximum Cortez. Like that, that totally to me is like the modern getting in with. And it's like, it's pandering, but also it, it doesn't need to be if it's authentic. But you're also you know, a and fan, it's like, yeah. You're, that's yeah, the yeah. thing is like there, there is a level of authenticity. I just think that there, there, there has to be that authenticity. It can't just be shooting your shot. I think the term "shoot your shot" has gotten uh, like overused to the point that it's like people need to to stop and to take a little bit and think. It's like shoot the right shots always, but just shooting your shot. Not everybody deserves every opportunity at all times, and I think that that is something that a lot of people can't wrap their head around and Andrea you said something that I thought was really interesting about the whole uh there being like a structure to get where you're trying to go and it's like I think that that existed before and it still does in the limited places that you know our industry kind of is available whether it's an IGN Rooster Teeth or you know at a GameSpot any of the other Game Informer the media sites but when it comes to doing your own thing it's like if your goal is to become a Twitch streamer or a YouTuber because that is what you want to do for a living and you're just going in like, well, this is what I want to do. It's like, man, you are in for a rude awakening and it is going to be extremely, extremely difficult to do now compared to back in the day. Sure. Like there's, th th it is just insane. Like everybody and their mom does it. So it's like, you're not special anymore. Just having a podcast at the same time, anyone can have a podcast. So it's like, it's this weird level of, you need to be a little bit more patient and a little bit more strategic in 2021 about what you're doing with who, when, why, all that stuff, because otherwise you're kind of just faking it. And in a way that you're not, it's not the fake until you make it, you're just going to keep faking it. And it's going to put you in a really bad place because the, the time of just doing it's enough is long gone. Yeah. And I think it's about the preparation for when the opportunity hits. And one of my favorite sayings is luck is when preparation meets opportunity and if you see an opportunity, but you're not prepared for it and you, like you say, shoot your shot for that opportunity, but you're not ready for it. And the 
people who are on the other side of that opportunity see you're not ready. You might not ever get that opportunity again because you went for it when you clearly weren't ready for it. And so it's also about, you know, self-analyzing like where you are at in your skill level for the particular thing you're going for. And if you feel confident enough with what you've accomplished so far, what you've created so far to go for those opportunities, but always continuing to prepare for the opportunities that you haven't yet seen. And so it's it's a balance for sure of being able to spot those opportunities when they come, like Andy did, seeing, hey, like I see these people there's an opening for me and what I do, but he was clearly prepared for when that opportunity presented itself. And I see so many young creators now that just are not prepared and are shooting their shot. And I don't want to say they're wasting it, but some of them are. And it's, it's a hard thing to kind of break to people like, yo, you got to be careful about shooting those shots just willy nilly. Cause you're not going to get unlimited shots to shoot. Yeah, yeah it, beca- like it becomes creator. it becomes white noise, right? It yeah. all drowns yeah. out, especially and like you're saying, if it's somebody who's doing it over and over and over again and looking not desperate but not prepared, right? And just doing mm-hmm. it to every available outlet person, whatever, then yeah, it becomes that thing of uh, not an eye roll but a dismissal, right? Because you can only dismiss some so many someone so many times or whatever before it just becomes a knee jerk reaction. I think right. there's also a level of like like cultivating one's own talent that people that gets lost on a lot of people. Right, because you see a lot of these creators who pop early, and they have something like specifically that really resonates with other people, and then you don't necessarily know how to get that. Right, you don't necessarily know what you can contribute or what your art's going to be. And so, you know, I think people would like look at us and be like, "Oh, you guys are in obviously an amazing position," but a lot of us, I mean, all of us have been working in these in our respective industries yeah. for a really long time, and. You know, when I first started doing video production, I was absolutely terrible at it to the point where like I would work for people and they would not hire me back because I would screw it up so badly because I just didn't know what I was doing. And the you're, idea was you're like, running I, magnets I, over VHS tapes. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, there was I mean, one of the one of the horror stories I had was I used to shoot um, weddings and I didn't know that. I didn't know enough about my camera to know that when one of the tapes had gotten sort of like eaten up. Um, I basically needed to get a new camera. So the, the back in the day, they used to have these things called drums where they were like little drum units would be the things that that's make the, the spool, DV tape spool. spool. Yeah. And if those got thrown off, you'd get all sorts of digital glitches and, and stuff like that. So there, there was like a whole six-month period of my life where I shot a bunch of stuff, and then finally they got around to editing it and were like, your camera is fucked, and you are screwed, and you should be checking your footage back. But I was like, I just didn't know to do that. Um, and so we had to give money back to people, and it was a whole rigmarole. But... Those are those are those moments where I'm like, wow, like I don't know that I was necessarily ready, but I had always been told fake it till you make it. So I was like, I'll just go out there with confidence and I'll figure it out. And to a degree, I think you have to have that. But at the same time, too, you have to realize where you're at and you have to learn how to progress and how to learn and how to and how to get out there and cut your teeth. If you're you know, if you're going to be a camera op, if you're going to be an editor, if you're going to be on air talent. Like you, you have to know that you don't have everything you you might necessarily need to reach it to that next level right now, but you get it. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, you know, I think we'll it's take that. A, we'll take another question from over here. It feels like I'm on a PAX panel right now. No, but it's the same thing too. Just like uh, to your point, like it, the, the industry, obviously our industry of whatever you want to call this, uh, <laughs> enthusiast press, YouTube podcasting changes so quickly, but it's, 
what I always tell people of like, you know, don't be waiting for your, the perfect microphone, the perfect camera, the whatever, get out there and do it because your first podcast will be terrible. And I know that's a fact because my first IGN podcasts are terrible. And that's fucking crazy to think about that in 2007, no one at IGN knew how to podcast outside of Damon or cared about it outside of Damon. So they just sl- would put me on a show and I'm like worried about breathing into the microphone. When do I talk? Do I know enough to talk? Like all those things that, you know, you get out of your system by practicing and doing it. But back then, you you know, that was the way to do it. Whereas now, I think it'd be so hard to believe somebody getting hired at IGN and put on a podcast as a regular never having podcast before. Well, I mean, that's the uh, thing. It's not even just IGN. It's everybody. Everyone's life. Is, it's social media, right? Like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. living. It's like you're on. Everyone has created a voice for themselves, whether or not they're in this industry. You know, it's like normal people have this other identity, which is essentially our podcast identities, right? It's based on who we are. It's like, it's not fake. It is authentically us, but Nick's pretty, you know, it's, it, it, we, we don't necessarily (laughs) always talk this way to each other. I love DJs. (laughs) 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 But I I do think that the one thing that hasn't changed for me when I look at kind of funny and I look at the, the people that we've hired. And when I think back to all of our experiences where I know where we've all been working and all people we've worked with it's it is the combination of finding your niche finding the thing that you're doing and just just do it just like get the the skills just doing that doesn't mean anything's going to happen but it's that is a necessity but on top of that it's knowing what's out there and knowing what the options are and you know not just being able to do podcasts but knowing what a podcast is and how podcasts change over time and how video changes over time and how all of the different things change over time it's like the you can't have just like levels of uh, and blind spots uh, these days because you need to be able to do it all and you need to know what everyone else is doing and or at least have somebody to inform you on what everyone else is doing or else you just get stuck in your ways and you're not really like keeping up and it's going to bite you in the ass eventually and it's not going to allow you to be able to adapt the next time that you need to change because there's going to be 10 steps that you're behind. Have it's you all true. ever had um, conversations with your relatives about your field and they ask you questions and you just kind of like, oh, you're, you're adorable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> have you, have yeah, you ever all the time. Have, like, I go, what, like, for example, uh, when I was in game development, I, I would always have like uncle and ask me like, I've got an app idea. And I'm like, well, I'm not really that. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> I'm not a programmer. Like, I don't really do that, but fine. Let's just like, I'll, I'll entertain this. Cause it's, I just don't want to explain everything away, you know? <laughs> um, but my dad recently, um, we were talking on the phone, and I I started up a YouTube channel for all my my Twitch vods, and my dad was like, "Hey, Michael, Nathan's always watching." Um, Nathan, my nephew, ten year old uh, nephew, is like, "Nathan's always watching." You know, these people play Fortnite and stuff, and on YouTube, and nombre, Andy, these kids they've got like thirteen million views, man. Like, why don't you like play that game? You know, <laughs> great question, and, Andy. Stop playing Warzone. <laughs> and I was like, I mean. You know, you got you to gotta kind of explain, like, Dad, like, so much of it is the lottery. Like, so my, my nephew found that channel either because a friend told him mm-hmm. or he typed in Fortnite in the search bar and YouTube showed him seven results and he picked the fourth one because the color popped and the guy had a face of, like, oh, fucking, you know, like, that's, that's the way YouTube works. And I was like, it just doesn't really... And I was like, plus, I'm not really into that game. Like, it would kind of be disingenuous of me to, like, try to make a Fortnite career out of out of this shit i was like but i told him about our friend uh lannon Laserbeam, how he was a madden streamer and played uh just madden on youtube and then now is you know one of the biggest youtubers in the world i was like so like 
it works out for some people with that, but for 99.99% of people, it doesn't work out for them, <laughs> like, in the way I that mean, you think it does. It's the same in the podcast world, too. I see it all the time with comics, right, where they're like, I'm going to start a podcast, and I just kind of, like, part of me shudders a little bit because I'm like, You're, it's such a bumpy road ahead of you. It's, so, it's going to be so difficult for you. And I see it a lot where, you know, people go for a year and they're still getting 10 views, 12 listens on their podcast and stuff like that. And they're good. It's not that they're bad. It's just yeah, yeah. they don't have that discoverability, whatever the X factor is going to be like. And because people ask me a lot, and especially in comedy, because obviously one of the, the biggest things you can have is an advantage for you for getting booked and for getting, you know, your stuff out there or like or at least the live events out there is having a following. And people go, how did you get your following? And I'm like, well literally through no fault of my own i worked at a place called ign and i had a guy named tim and a guy named greg that i worked with and they were like tim was the first person to be like dude get on twitter what are you doing i'm like i don't need this twitter thing and he was uh oh no nick froze that's what you get i had somebody do the same thing for me tell me to get on twitter um actually the jovenshire who was on our show last oh. week you guys might know um we know joven so I had that same moment, Nick, where it was like, I didn't, just did not want to do social media at all. And then it was like, no, you have to make a Twitter profile. And I was like, fine. Am I still frozen? Or is that you're back. No, you're you're back. back. Okay, cool. You're good. Um, yeah. So like, but, but people would ask me, how did you do it? And I'm like, I, I, I had the, I had the benefit of coming from IGN and that for me was the amplifier. That was the X factor, right? That was like getting on a TV show or getting on something where you could get recognition and people were coming back day to day. And I'll never take that for granted, the ability to actually like be making things that was on a front page of a site that got visited that many times a day. And that's basically how that goes. So when people go, how do I get more of a following? I go, well, the only thing I know is I guess you could go back in time and become friends with my buddy Ryan who got me the job at IGN. And then, <laughs> and then when Greg starts talking, you should be like, that loud mouth belongs on camera. And then when Tim comes in and goes, hey, I know more than you, like you listen to him. And that's how it goes. That's how I got my following. Andrea, when you were on We Have Cool Friends last time, which was way too long ago, uh, you talked, you know, about feeling like you might transition to more lifestyle stuff. Like you might, you know, uh, you'd, I know you want to do what's, uh, what's Good Wine and stuff, which you have launched as an Instagram thing and all these other things. Where are you at now? Because I feel like since then, What's Good's only gotten bigger. You know what I mean? You didn't have Re at that time, right? You've added Re since then. Well, we added Re, but also lost Re. <laughs> so <laughs> since then, because she works for G4 now, which we are very happy for her um, about. But I mean, I definitely still want to do lifestyle content. But I think what's hard for me and the reason why I haven't been posting was good wine stuff, even though I have three episodes that I've shot. And I just haven't. I can't like bring myself to edit them. It's mostly because I don't enjoy editing. Um, yeah. Is that um, it's it's tough, and I, I've talked with this about you guys many times about the constant exhaustion of being a content creator. It's like it feels like you can never actually take time off, no matter what. It's like, oh, I have to be on Twitter, I have to be posting something on TikTok, or I have to be posting something on Instagram. You're like a slave to the algorithms, and I think that that's such a tough part of being a content creator now. And part of my original vision of wanting to be an on-camera personality had nothing to do with social media, right? I grew up watching Mary Hart and I wanted to just do what she did at the anchor desk at Entertainment Tonight. Like that was like the dream job. And once I went through college and in, in journalism school, I wanted to, like my longtime goal is still to make it to the like morning show, talk uh, primetime morning shows, like Good Morning America and the Today Show. Like that's like the ultimate hosting goal for me. But it's like, 
is social media going to get me there? Do I have to be like a TikTok viral breakout star to get there? Mm-hmm. Do I have to have a big YouTube show? The to answer get there? is yes. And definitely. I mean, I mean, honestly, it is. But like, it's tough because you don't know because you see some success stories. Look at Hannah Hart. Right. Like she made this huge show with My Drunk Kitchen on YouTube and it got her the ability to do a show on network TV on Food Network. But her Food Network show flopped. Right. Just like Grace Helbig's show on oh, was it Comedy Central flopped. Yeah, it was like, yeah, e- a lot e- to it. Yeah, I think right. But like the, my, guys had my point like was that like even if you have like a huge career path in one field, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to translate that to another field. Um, for a bunch of reasons that I don't want to get into now about moving digital audiences and segmentation between cable markets. That's way too like jargony. <laughs> but my point was, that was a lot. I just don't like, I don't know how much more I have in me to constantly give of myself publicly all the time. Like, I don't want to put my life on the internet every single waking hour that I'm on this earth, you know, cause I feel like sure. I'm missing the moments that I'm in. By being like, wait, 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 let me get my camera out. Wait, 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 let me like shut, set the shot up and let's go do this thing over here. And then I spend the next like 30 minutes like editing it and coloring it and getting the right tags and making the post. And then I post it and then I'm like in my phone replying to everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I've missed what's actually happening in front of me. You know what I mean? Andrea, totally. here's the key to that. Be alone like me. Like this. <laughs> I, uh, you know, you gotta, I, just I, have nothing. Have nothing in yeah, your life. Have and nothing to, uh, to attach to. Uh, yeah, I, I always think about when I always think about when I went through my breakup uh, like two years ago, and just thinking, Man, I'm gonna be Twitch streaming a lot more. <laughs> so like, that's the upside. And, um, and and you know, I stay in my room and I barely walk outside, Andrea. <laughs> And it's just, you know, it's the way to live it. It's the ultimate, like, I'm in a content creator house. um, (laughs) Similar to the 100 Thieves, you know? It's very similar. You, Barrett, and Lulu are very similar to 100 Thieves. Very similar content creator house. I I wake up, I get on camera. Well, I wake up, and then I do jumping jacks. I do 20 jumping jacks every morning, everybody. Get the blood going, get the blood going. And then I get my little, uh, I have a little bicycle under here, uh, Andrea, a little pedal bike that I bought for under the desk. Trying to improve my life. Um, but it really is, I totally feel you, Andrew, because I feel that if I ever do get another girlfriend in the next, in the immediate future or in the next couple months or whatever, what, I, I mean, there, there goes streaming like for quite a while, you know, pandemic, let's act like everything's normal. Uh, everything will kind of go to having a girlfriend and now it's like, well, um, there are all these moments where I'll feel like you where it's like, well, shit, I'm going to miss out on this now. I have to, you know, I'm going to be in this relationship and I have to care about this a lot more than I do getting on camera and playing a video game. And then immediately that would just change everything. Like the, the whole lifestyle that I have right now, which not necessarily, I wouldn't say lifestyle. I put that in quotes, right? Cause it's not like anything people should life. aspire to have. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah i I do i do feel you there andrea where like i'm able to do it now but i don't think it's good right like i don't think it's good for me that i'm able to have the the lifestyle that you're talking about of like i don't want to always have to put myself on camera or feel like i'm always having to do something um i think if you were to have that lifestyle and maybe you were single or whatever it, it's not always the best thing. So, like, I think so many people out there struggle with 
you know, always wanting to be on camera, always wanting to create content and not miss out. And don't take four days off of streaming. Everybody's going to forget you, dude. Nobody's going to remember you. You're going to come back and nobody's going to give a shit. That's like the constant fear of a streamer or anybody who's making YouTube content. And having that added extra paranoia and anxiety that goes into that is just... It, you are constantly at war with yourself and with your brain, and it fucking sucks. And, like, obviously, woe is me. Anybody would kill to be in the position that I'm in. Like, uh, there's so many people in the audience, I'd be like, I would love to have that following. I would love to stream to that many people. Um, so I don't want to act like, you know, I have no, but it's a really interesting dichotomy, like <laughs> right? It's a really interesting yeah. conversation of, yeah, like, I think, you know, it, it, again, pandemic notwithstanding, which I think right. obviously has changed so much of everybody's day to day, let alone opportunities and stuff. But I feel like, you know, you're talking about since the break, the break, the silver line in your breakup is okay, I'll stream more or whatever. Like, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that was the silver lining for sure and the healthy aspect of it so that you have done this thing where you've built a following and you've put in the hard work that all this revolves around so that when you do get a girlfriend you are able to step away and stream less or stream in a different way you know what i mean whatever it would shake out to be but still have already put in the hard work to get the following you have to get the people to turn out to do the thing with you right because even now like you can be inconsistent and say oh, you know, we did a billion shows today. I'm not going to be on tonight or I'm going to have to work on art or I have to watch and review stuff. And it's not like you're not, I guess you would tell me more than, you could tell me I'm, I'm extrapolating here, but your numbers the next day aren't down. You know, it's not one of those things where oh, you have such sure. a, you don't have the fickle audience that is there because you're live. And if you're not there, you're, you're going to suffer for a week as you try to build back up to it. But it's, yeah, you yeah. know, I feel that. You have a very specific opportunity in time right now that I think you've taken advantage of, and that sounds bad in a way, but like you've taken advantage of it the way I would, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, it's, it's, there's that part of me too. You know what I mean? Of like, of the, I'm just in such a different place in my life where if I had been your age, like, you know what I mean? If, if Twitch streaming had been a thing when I moved here 14 years ago, you bet your ass I would have been live every fucking night being a, a, a dingbat out there and then telling people to go to IG in the next day. But like, so now there are those moments where it's like a new game is, or I'm just grinding something and it's like, man, it'd be cool to stream this, but it's like, Ah, I'd rather talk to Jen uh, and like, you know what I mean? Even when she goes to bed, I'm like, I, I have that moment still to this day, to this day when she goes to bed, I'm like, all right, it's my video game time. I was like, should I stream? No, don't stream this. Why would I stream this? Let alone stream it, you know, four feet from the wall that shares to our bedroom. So she mm-hmm. has to hear me scream out here for another four hours. Like she does all day, every day. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's a hard balance to strike right now. Work life, let alone the fact that it's a pandemic and work life is all one giant glob that we're together with. And he's on to something, though. Significant others. Are they just getting in the way? Don't they're holding back. They're, <laughs> think about how many great streams. Think about, about all the great streamers that could have been that, you mm-hmm. know, he, she, or they got married and just screwed it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they wanted love and a life together. So many dentists that could have been out there getting soggy <laughs> 90s left and right. There's not, a, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think to myself, am I holding D back? That's just, <laughs> you know I mean? I'm holding my wife back. You are. And the answer, of course, is no. She just goes to bed whenever she wants to. She's not She's not worried at all. Kevin pops in for two seconds and says, you are. You are. <laughs> and I want you to know, yeah, Jen just texted me, thank you for not streaming at night, which is also awesome because I was trying to be quiet during this podcast. <laughs> not, I've been, I was so loud while we were streaming Orioration and screaming about Division that I was like, I'll try we to keep were, it down for we this We were podcast. laughing a lot. I can't we were do laughing anything. a lot. You know, we have fun out there, Andy. You just get it's out good. there. You, you yeah. know what? I'm going to yeah. say this right now. This is a fucking good-ass podcast, dude. 
It's a good yeah. ass podcast. We haven't had a bad job, kind of funny everyone. podcast. We haven't so had far. one all year, dude. Yeah, exactly. No, we've been on a tear. <laughs> we've had a couple weird ones, though. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. We're getting a little weird. Here. You guys know what the ones I'm talking about. Remember right? about There's the, like a lull. Uh, apples. <laughs> <laughs> the apples. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the wheezy, the wheezy laugh. That's how you went down. Andrea, for, I, l- let's just say this. Um, I uh, we had a podcast where I tried. <laughs> I told everybody how I was getting into eating apples, and I tried so desperately for people to hear the crunch of the apple, right. and it was never audible on the fucking microphone. And I don't know why. I think it was Discord's like noise suppression the, the technology. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think it was the gate because it's loud. Wait, enough. those waves. Those waves have gates too, don't they? Like auto gates. No, but I I don't think it's gate. I think how. Uh, you know the the mics or Discord tries to do echo cancellation and shit like that. If it hears yeah. something that isn't necessarily your voice, it tries to cancel that out. And I thought they were fucking with me. And for like the first, I'm just like, all right, ready, everybody. And they'd be like, no, you're me. Like, did you mute the mic? Like, no, it's not me. Like, it was a disaster. And that was one of the podcasts we did. And thank you everybody for sticking with us. If you're still now, you're now, making me want and an now apple. we're recapping all ten of you. And what apple would you go for? What kind of apple would you get? Um, I would get a honey crisp because they are the goat of apples. Damn right there, Andrea. I knew I liked you for a reason. You know what I mean? Fuji's good, right? Fuji's are bad. Good. I would I wouldn't kick it out of bed. My my second runner up is the classic green Granny Smith. Mm. Hot um, damn! All right. Those. That's what they call it. That's like a pie. Apple I love right a there. green apple. I love mm. a green apple. I'll tell you what. It's such a unique flavor, right? There's so many like apples that have very similar though. flavors, but yeah, you have to be... So I've been really getting into eating apples like a lot. I'm trying to do the apple a day thing because... Keep um, that doctor away. Part of my, part of my quarantine <laughs> diet was just that day. I stopped eating enough vegetables and stuff. So I was like, I need to eat more fruit. Um, and um, I have a bottle of, you know, caramel, liquid caramel in the fridge. So oh, yeah. you slice yeah. it up, just do a tiny, just a tiny drizzle, you know, still keep it a healthy snack. Can't do it. But oh, makes can't it so good. It. I would OD on that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I that's, keep, that's I can't dangerous. Keep caramel and I can't keep peanut butter in the house. If either <laughs> of those things are there, it's like, what else could I dip in this? I saw such a great, um, I think Turkey? it was either a tweet, I think it was a tweet from Alana, and she tweeted out, how she doesn't understand that people have any sort of moderation uh, whenever they're eating anything, you know, like, and I replied, I was like, I've never related so hard to this because I've told this over before, Andrea, but I would go to friends' houses and I, uh, it was always like my rich friend and I'd open the pantry and there would just be bags, like multiple bags of hot Cheetos, multiple bags of like chips. And I'm like, how is all this not gone? Like I would eat all this, I would eat the whole bag and it'd be done, and that's it, right? Like I don't know how it's still here. Why aren't we eating it right now? Like I don't, I don't know. You would, it's, it's wild dude, to me. you would come home and you would find me in the middle of the kitchen floor, oh, Lord. laying down, not able to move anymore, but still there trying to is, lick Kevin. the last little bit of like Cheeto into my mouth if Good I had job, that much Kevin. stuff in my house right now. Fantastic job. It was Joey. Joey did it. Uh, oh. <laughs> Joey, Joey put it in assets. Yeah. Good job, Joe. No, well, last some night, kind of food completionist. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Alana, we, Alana writes. Okay. So, at what age should I expect to naturally learn to stop eating when I'm satisfied, rather than when ha- when I have devoured everything in front of me, like some kind of food completionist? Because surely I can't be expected to be responsible for this. It's so true. I just always feel like shit when I'm, you know, I see. I, for example, Greg. Guess what I did hey, this weekend? You got some pizza. I pre-celebrated National Pizza Day, which I didn't know was going to be yesterday, but sure. I pre-celebrated and got some Pasquales. 
Yeah, you did. You tried them all and not tried Pasquale's. Exactly. You tried them all and not tried Pasquale's. <laughs> and it. I hadn't had them in ages, and it was the perfect pizza. Perfectly, like, just toasty. Everything just was phenomenal. Did you get some pepperoni? That's all you had? A little pep. Yeah, a little regular yeah, pep. Yeah, a little yeah. small one, though. It's a small size. Personal but, size? Did you go for the personal pizza or the small? No, not the personal. The small. Okay, okay. And I'm on slice four, and I'm like, I could take out the other two. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, 100%. I could do this. I, I shouldn't, right? Because I'm kind. I'm full right now. I'm. I feel fine. I'm not hungry anymore. But what am I gonna do? Put them in a Ziploc bag. Put them in the fridge, and then never yes. eat them again. No, no, I'm you just save them, them again. for tomorrow. Uh, eat them right now. Doesn't come in. They're, they're never as good like, as they are right there. And I woke up, burped, and tasted vomit in my mouth the oh, next yeah. morning. <laughs> it was fantastic. Congrats. See, for me, it, the slippery slope's always the square pie guys, which we've talked about before, where it's so good in the moment, but it, it doesn't reheat as well, right? And so I'll do that thing where you know we'll have a pizza, and it comes down to that last slice. And like you know, these are thick ass boys. I've already had two. Jen's tapped that after one. And I go in there to you know put it away, and I'm like, well, I don't want a full slice, so I'll just have part of it. And then I like cut it off, and then I look at it, and I'm like, well, there's not that much left. And then I eat it, and then I sit on the couch like, ah, like, why? <laughs> why did I just do this? I pushed it. I should have pushed day it. Where I went for pizza, at one of my favorite places to walk to in my in like near my place, Urban Hike, because they sell pizza that has all the toppings already on it. Unlike a lot of these places where, which I think is BS, where they just have individual slices of cheese and they go what do you want pepperoni great and they put the pepperoni on top and throw it in the oven and then you take it out and they just fall it just falls off really? the pizza i've never seen well, that it's terrible it happens all the time and i think honestly it should be illegal but these guys actually they make the pizza they put it out and if you want it reheat it back up but the problem is they sell them in rectangular slices and one isn't enough but two is just too many it's just over the top too much to the point where you're like this is making me sick so i do one and a half and then i have that moment where I have to talk myself out of eating that last quarter of that piece of pizza, like that last half piece of pizza, have to do it. And I lose that battle every single time, every time. I love that Joey joined because I know she's got a pizza hot take. No, I just think Greg's crazy that Square Pie Guys isn't good the next day because I think it's way better than most pizza. I did not say it's not good the next day. I say it doesn't reheat. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't reheat as well. I think in that first moment of the night, it's the best. I'm never, don't get me wrong, well, I'm not, yeah, I, I save the leftover when I can stop myself or we've ordered too much and I do eat, heat it up and eat it later on, but it's never as good. I feel like the, it'll get soggy and I've put it in before. If, if you microwave it, it's going to get the soggy bottom. No, if you, you can't put, microwave it. You got to toast no, it. You put it in a frying pan. You put it yeah. in the broiler. You do all these different things. That's I don't so have that much time. No one's, no one's I have a five that. minute window between shows before Greg, Tim's over here. you need an air fryer. Because it's Do I? really, it's really, it, they're so good. I just got one. Um, they are way faster than an oven. It's convection heat, so it makes it all really crispy and stuff like that. I feel like Andy would really appreciate. Come, uh, Andy likes all those crispy pepperonis. Oh, Joey, let me tell you. Oh, oh. <laughs> the other day I got um, some spicy nugs, Joe, and I was like, ah, you know what? This bag, not, I mean, this bag isn't very warm, right? It's kind of like uh-huh. it, it probably sat out for a while. The driver took a while to deliver it. And was gonna pop up in the oven, and Alyssa was like, "Oh, air fried." I was like, I've, what, "What do you mean? What is that?" She's like, "Air fried. Yeah, just toss everything in here, put it for three minutes." And Joey, these are the best damn nugs I've ever had in my life. It was an experience. I'm so happy I learned mm. about the air fryer. I'll never touch it again, though. I got spicy nugs <laughs> today because I went and got that Pokemon Happy Meal. Oh. Um, and now you're making me want. Joey has already sold me on the on getting an air fryer. I just didn't want to buy it yet another kitchen gadget that has to sit on my countertop. Um, <laughs> I agree, and I'm not usually for the like single use kitchen appliances. Like 
That's they, they they take up too much room, but the air fryer has been a game changer. Um, Gary would have loved this too. Andrea, what 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 was with the Pokemon meal? What did you get gift wise? Like the so we didn't one. open the packs yet. So we're recording what's good games tonight for our Friday episode. And one of the stories that we are talking about is how the Pokemon company made an official statement about how there's like a shortage of cards worldwide and what they're doing about it. And there was another story on Polygon about these McDonald's Happy Meals and how people are selling the packs on eBay because you can't just buy blind packs in stores because many stores are just sold out. But mm. they're doing this special 50-card run for Happy Meals for the 25th anniversary for Pokemon. And so there's people lining up at McDonald's to like buy out the Happy Meals that they put out for each day. And there's also cases of clearly unopened McDonald's boxes of all of the toys that people are selling mm. on eBay, which is like clearly coming from either the delivery driver or like a McDonald's employee. And so I was like, huh, I wonder if my local uh, McDonald's here in, um, in the San Fernando Valley um, has these Pikachu commemorative Happy Meals in stock that have Pokemon cards in them. And sure enough, they did. So Starmer and I drove down there and we got, got ourselves some Happy Meals and we're going to open them with Brittany on the show tonight. Did you, you call ahead? You, you can thank YouTube and Twitch for this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't Jake Paul the one who's buying up all kinds of crazy Pokemon Logan. cards? Oh, yeah, but Paul. but yeah. It, I I think it started before him where I was watching other, you know, Twitch streamers opening packs up live. And then suddenly people that I know, contemporaries, were also buying up packs. I'm like, wow, Pokemon cards are really coming back in a big way. And it's not just not Pokemon. Even... It's all cards. Baseball Trading cards, cards too, Baseball yeah. cards, NFL ID, cards. ID cards. ID cards going real hot on eBay. Yeah. Gift cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bet you can sell yours for a while. For a lot of money, Tim. Cardi B. Driver's license out there. Yeah. Cardi B. There yeah. we go. There we go, Greg. <laughs> I got that. You know, I thought of that. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim have you gone and got one yet? Cardi no, games. no. I'm, I need to be out of this game the same way uh, I'm out of Amiibos, where I'm just like, I can't start this shit. I did that when I was eight in 1998. I can't be doing it now, especially when all these other fucking hooligans are out there doing it. Oh I'm, a, I'm a completionist. I would need all of them. And it's like, I'm not paying that much Again, money I'll never, cards. like, I can't believe I'm still friends with one of my best friends now, CP, who fucking sold me a goddamn scratched up goddamn, um, um, I think it was a Vaporeon, because we were trading cards. You know, Substitute puts a movie on, you don't pay attention. And sure. so we're just all trading cards in the dark. And he, he was like, ah, I'll trade you this or that. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I got the holographic Vaporeon. It wasn't Vaporeon. It was something holographic in blue. The lights come back. I'm like, dude, this is scratch as fuck, dude. And he's like, too bad, man. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, wow. That's when you fight him on the playground. What was the deal? I beat his ass to uppercut him into the sky. Damn, dude. Mm-hmm. Andrew, were you a troublemaker in school? <laughs> oh, come on, Greg. Was I a troublemaker? Hell no, I wasn't. I was the Andrew biggest was like follower around. Andrew was president of her class every <laughs> freaking year. <laughs> we were talking no, about I it earlier. I was the one who reported the troublemaker. <laughs> oh, you're a tattletale. Oh, oh, God. God. Andrea. Yes. Andrea, Andrea wouldn't like you. Andrea, be honest with me right here, Andrea. Okay, you have to be honest. Okay. If you walked into class and you did the homework, would you ask the teacher, are we supposed to turn in the homework now? Were you that person? Wouldn't I just already turn it in though? No, yeah, but there's to? the need to be the one that has credit in front of everyone. That's like, it, it, 
I'm and getting also, you motherfuckers in trouble that didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure Andy's. I was that person. Oh, of course, I knew it. I <laughs> yes. knew it. I can imagine being in class with Andrea and, be, and like me and Tim walk in and be like, hey, did you do the essay? Nah, dude, fuck. I, I'm really worried so about God, it. I hope Andrea's I hope sick cause, today. Because she didn't mention it at one point, and I hope she doesn't mention it today. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, Andrea no, walks was... in like, uh, did you want us to turn the essays? Where should we leave them? And it's like, fuck, Andrea, God damn it. I knew she was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, the, I'd be the one fucking up. Yeah, no, I took great pride in school. I loved school. School was difficult for me, but I put a lot of work into it. And obviously, as a young person, I didn't realize that I was not making any friends. (laughs) So um, (laughs) it took some time, but I learned the error of my ways and was like, okay, um, I get it now. Uh, My bad, guys. Uh, You do you, but I'm still going to be number one in the class, and I will sell you out if it means I have to. So. Did you did you relate to um, Miranda Cosgrove in in um, School of Rock? Gosh, I haven't. Wow, watched what that a forever. pinpointed fucking reference! <laughs> yeah. I don't, I How do you don't even remember. do that? I thought you were going to try to bring somebody in from Big Mouth. I don't know. That's just what I've been watching. I don't even know. I love that show. I don't even know the characters' names. You're like, because I, th- I don't do you know. Why... The, do you remember this character from the seminal Jack Black film School that's of good Rock? Movie, phenomenal movie. Anyway, Miranda Crosgrove was kind of that. She was like the t- the teacher's pet. So and so, I don't think they did their homework. You know that sort of thing. Oh uh, no, I never. I never did that. I, I was never vindictive. Like I never like went out of my way to get somebody in trouble just to like spite them like that wasn't my that's not my bag never has been but I always wanted to make sure that the teacher knew that I did a lot of work and it's funny because I saw Demetrius in chat say will you accept my nine pages for the essay I know you only said five that definitely oh was me though god. I definitely so did that funny. oh my god oh that perfect god that, that made me like cringe in the worst yeah. ways where it's like I can hear like the girl oh, from high school that did, I, I did that. I did three and a half pages and it's like four spaced, five spaced. Like Dude, the I was going to like yep, changing the periods. Up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. The line breaks that make no sense. Like, why are you ending the paragraph there? <laughs> it's not a natural <laughs> paragraph break. <laughs> Trying just to drag it out. Yeah. Drag it out. I hear you. Yeah. Um, Andrea, I didn't specifically ask you, but I assume you're down to stick around for a Patreon post show, aren't you? Of course. Okay. Before we end the real show, though, we turn to Twitter, where Mike Glynn wrote in to me on Twitter and said, can we get a special moment for Andrea and Kevin? The lad clearly misses her. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to outro and then you guys can talk. And then whenever you're ready to end, Kevin, you can kick it to the post show. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny podcast each and every week for sometimes five best friends gather around these microphones twice a week, bullshitting around about whatever it is they care about. Uh, you like that. So you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can give us your questions. You can watch the show live as we record it. Like Nat Vu is the Lou is Omega Buster is DJ Kento is of course you get the show ad free and you can get it with the post show. We're about to do all on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But if you got no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe twice a week to get a brand spanking new episode. Uh, now for Mike, can we get a special moment for Andrea and Kevin to catch up? The lad clearly misses her. She, she said that she wouldn't like stop talking to us and that she'd still be around, but I don't know what's going on in her life. You know, I don't She's know happy. what's up. She seems busy Aww. and that's cool. I miss you. Kevin, I miss you too. Now Imran's leaving. It's all happening again. Why do I make friends with the fucking part-timers, huh? Why? Why are you guys so damn cool? And then y'all just leave. You leave.
Oh, Kevin. Was that a let's, cry sound effect? That was a cry uh, sound effect. Yeah. Let's play video games. I don't play Fortnite, though, but we could play other things. What are you playing right Andrea, now? Andrea, here's the thing. He's been dragging his feet forever. He's willing to finish uh, the New York stuff in Division to come join us. Let's do we it. Just, we'll let's just drag him through, through Warlords. Are, are we'll drag you, him through are Warlords. Are you uh, playing... Ooh, I always forget this game's name. Borderlands? Borderlands, yeah. So I was actually just talking with Joey about that. Yeah, you were. She, told yeah. she told me she re-rolled a character... And I, never got I was very like, far. oh man, you know? I didn't actually spend as much time as I wanted to finishing mm -hmm, Borderlands mm -hmm. 3 because it came out right when I was moving here to Los Angeles. Sure. So it was tough for Guys, me to play. I'm down. I <laughs> re-rolled a character literally on Monday night. I'm starting <laughs> from the so beginning. Oh, no, oh sorry. Loud. I don't know why. So no, no, I also <laughs> no, she's really loud, loud, loud for me too. She's oh. loud for me too. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how Joey, stop yelling. Just use that user volume slider. It's your friend. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I just rerolled a new character. I'm like level four. So if we want to do this, we could do this. I'm all in. I'm all I'm in. I'm ready. I'll play. Let I'm me ready. know when you okay. get the DLCs. Tonight I want to do the DLCs. Eight. Eight. But again, Division. Okay. And Joey, you could come play the Division. 8.45. I was talking to Kevin about this last night. I did momentarily think about it. But then. I was trying to get her to go. And then what know. happened? What happened? And then Jacob asked me if I wanted to play Borderlands 3 from the beginning. And I Jacob's said, oh, pretty that cool. better. <laughs> All right, yeah, I do like so, Jacob. That's a that's a good thing. I'm still gonna get your code, Joey. All right. Okay. All right. I feel like that's the, the biggest show. hurt. <laughs>